Hey, Lovebird, it's me, Stephanie, CEO of The Good Love Company and leading relationship expert. You're about to start transforming your love life from the inside out with the So Good podcast. I've been widely considered the leader in the love coaching space and have worked with super achievers all around the world for over six years. Here, you're not gonna find cheesy dating tips or fluffy nonsense, no manipulative tactics either, because my work is about understanding behavior, identity, and motivation. Pair that with energetic work, somatic healing, and ooh, your love life is about to get so good. These talks are designed to inspire, provoke, and guide you on your journey home, to take you and your love life to heights you've never thought possible. If you're wanting more from your relationships, better connection, hotter sex, self-love tips, and emotional mastery, then stick around. It's about to get so good. I'm glad you're here. Welcome back, lovebirds, to another episode of So Good. I am so excited for today. I need I need y'all to listen here. I was on TikTok maybe, gosh, springtime, and I'm doing my scroll at the end of the day, and I come across this video, and it's a screen, and I hear a voiceover, and this woman is blowing my mind with feminine energy, and we're using these case studies. And I was hooked. I was obsessed. So I start watching her entire profile. And I'm like, I've been in this game for six years and I've never heard someone articulate and pull such wisdom. I have to know her. So I actually ended up messaging her, chatting with her, bought a few of her services, instant fan. And I'm so lucky that I have her today. We're going to talk about masculine, feminine, all that good stuff. I have official Chinez on the show. Hello, welcome. Thank you. And just so you know, you can just call me Chinez. If I could make my, you know, my social media handle just my name, I would do it on Instagram. But thank you so much for that great intro. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're amazing, girl. I'm so happy you're here. I'm excited. This is my first ever podcast appearance any place. So nice to be. Everyone listening, you are lucky. You're in for a treat. So I really, I'm so grateful that you're able to give us some wisdom. And I want to kind of just dive in. If someone were to come to you and say, I've heard these concepts of feminine dominant or masculine dominant, feminine presenting, and this is so confusing. How would you explain what really these feminine masculine energies are? You know, I think the best way to like get an individual to really understand within themselves is to ask them anytime you are like faced with an issue is instinct to go to how you think or how you feel. And you sort of always sort of slip into your mind and you go through your thoughts. Chances are you're masculine dominant. And that's a great place for you to start researching. Okay, so how does that connect to my energy and then you'll start to learn about chakra spaces and you can start there but if you were to respond with I think I always go with how I feel then chances are your feminine dominance really like that's that's so true because when you put it that simply beautiful example easy to tell okay if I go to my emotional space I'm looking for security comfort understanding support compassion yeah and it's just my instinct and I think that's what it's about and I think as people we have been so conditioned to second guess our instincts because we live in a masculine dominant society that relies on thought 
So obviously the natural opposite is going to question if there aren't stats or figures to back that up. Your intuition doesn't require those things, right? Because it's a soul knowledge. It's a knowledge from your infinite being that's you that came to, you know, your manifestation, which you are now. So now we're getting into like layers and layers and layers already. I love it. Um, you're so you're so brilliant. So, yeah, I think because it can be simplified with things like how you think versus how you feel and then going through chakras. Like, I'll be honest with you. The first time I really learned about chakras is watching Avatar The Last Airbender. You know, in concepts that people put in animation or shows that are supposed to be for children. I feel like people even talk a lot about Steven Universe in that way. I have, I, I'm not a Steven Universe person, but um, just things like that where it can be so simple, but yet so complex. And I think that that's what led me to using like people like the Kardashians and certain celebrities or situations to explain this kind of stuff. Oh my gosh. And your Kardashian series, holy moly. Because here's the thing. People would look at someone like Kim Kardashian and immediately assume she's feminine. Right. She, she presents to show her curves. She's boy crazy. She's very, you know, air bunny quotes, girly. But yet <laughs> she is masculine dominant. So would you have sort of explained to the listeners how it's not necessarily about how you outwardly present yourself, but yet that does sort of factor in? I mean, it is definitely in the energy you carry. Like what we're experiencing in real time is everyone being everything all at once. And what I mean by that is everyone being both masculine and feminine at once, whether you are a woman, a manifestation of physical woman, but you are masculine dominant. That's you existing all at once with both energies. And so with Kim, and I'll be honest with you, I watched Keeping Up from its inception from the beginning. And, and I don't, you know, watch the Hulu. I'll, I'll admit I don't watch the Hulu show all that much, um, just bits and pieces. But when you've watched a group of women over a course of many years, and watch them go through things like we watched Kim go through so many different permutations of herself, right? Mm -hmm. It's easy for you to start to see, okay, she always goes with the way that she thinks about something. Whereas like someone like Courtney, who's her polar opposite, always goes into her emotional body and leads from that place. And so neither one are better than the other. They're just a, a different approach and then come with different challenges when it comes to balancing yourself internally, because that's, you know, that's all we're doing and that's all they're doing. And I'll tell you a secret. The reason why I started using the Kardashians on TikTok was because, you know, I'll be transparent. Part of my duality and my struggle is I am a Black female creator. And I knew I had a lot to say. And I thought to myself, well, how can I get my message out and use it, utilize it with a face that the algorithm would appreciate, maybe mm -hmm. a little bit. And that was the sole reason why I did it. <laughs> well, I, the strategy is brilliant. And it's really important to see creators like yourself have that space because there is so much brilliance. And when you talk about the duality, it's so interesting to me because I've had a lot of listeners and clients say like, well, 
can I ever change? Can I ever change my my dominance? And I usually tell them, yes, exactly. Absolutely. And I'll give you, I'll give the listeners some proof just within my own self. It's a lot of us initially in life, we start off very masculine heavy because of the context of the world that we live in. And we are trying to figure out who we actually are, what we're doing here, what's the point. And so a lot of times when people start approaching their first spiritual awakening, it's because you've done all that masculine work, building up your self-image, your self-confidence, trying to figure out, you know, what you're passionate about and how you want to stabilize yourself with a quote unquote career. That's what we've called it, you know, up until Mm -hmm. this point. And then you'll reach a breaking point where you're like, okay, well, what does all of this mean? That right there is you trying to switch out of your masculine into your feminine when those kind of things happen, when you, you know, start to question what you've done in your physical life so far and want to connect that to more meaning. So that's sort of how my journey into the space started with leaving higher education in 2018 as a professional, having done all the masculine things and wanting a deeper, more fulfilling life path. So now it's just net switching into feminine energy and trying to lead with that. And then also trying to convince people by hook or crook to come with you. <laughs> so yeah, you can absolutely switch. You can switch back and What we want to be doing is dancing with our own self, you know, dancing internal with both sides. That's a soundbite. That's so good. And it's funny because when I've, I've noticed that in my own personal life, as someone who is a only child with deceased or unavailable parents, I've had had to be in masculine to literally survive and get things done. And I I think, and I feel like you've mentioned this, I could be wrong, but I think that it is hard for me to switch that off because it can feel unsafe. And would you say that that would be because I'm feminine dominant? My question would then be, why do you feel unsafe? Because your soft energy is for you, you know, like you'll, you'll never turn your masculine energy off. Like that's not something that happens when we switch into operating in our feminine, we're just allowing the feminine to be in the driver's seat. (laughs) The masculine is very much in the passenger and dictating our lives as well, because we're animals and we have to have shelter right at a Mm. basic level (laughs) so that we can survive and figure that out. If you look at, you know, I always, I'm a nature person. I'm a Taurus. Yeah. I love animals. I love (laughs) things like that. But when you look into, you know, the wild, it's not any different. You know, I, Mm -hmm. I recently had someone who was close to me and is very stuck in survival mode out of necessity, out of trauma, out of some of the same things that you mentioned. And it's one thing to fend for yourself in the physical world, but it's another thing to be so fear-based that you can't connect internally because that's what your feminine journey is for. It's to help you guide yourself in a more meaningful way and to not allow yourself to be drained by a lot of the things that we are you know, drained by in our physical life that is taxing for most people. Mm-hmm. 
ourselves with a lot of trauma, you know, but the purpose of that trauma is for us to figure out how to alchemize that and use that as fuel and energy to further find that purpose. And purpose should make you feel peaceful, you know, if in my mind, like make you feel, it might make you feel excited. <laughs> that's, that's one with the polarity. But for the most part, I, I believe it should make you feel at peace. So, Hey loves, this podcast is produced by my girl, Angie Jordan over at Podcast Launch Bestie. If you're ever thinking about launching your own podcast, run, don't walk over to podcastlaunchbestie.com to check out how to work with her and the team. They are amazing. Let me just say that's podcastlaunchbestie.com. I promise you won't regret it. That is so good. You are just so brilliant. And it's it's true. I think that for someone like myself and a lot of a lot of women that are attracted to my work and come in to a invested private space tend to be the women who are overlooked as a child, maybe, you know, the the kind of geeky one or maybe the one that the boys didn't pay attention to for whatever reason. And they learned that, well, if I am super nice, if I achieve, if I get my validation through external achievement, then I'll get that acceptance that I'm looking for. And those women grow up to feel that I can only be okay if I'm the best and I'm the leader and I get that college degree and I prove everyone wrong. And then they sort of have a hard time softening because if we were to let that house crumble that we've built up for ourselves to feel okay and and let people in, then that's a threat. And it's a huge theme that I'm seeing, especially women of our generation. You know, I would say then go ahead and do it. <laughs> go to work. Be the best. Be the best. And then call me in the best because sometimes you just have to live it you know like I think that it's more meaningful when you get there on your own and just because femininity is now trendy I don't I don't mean that to be like minimizing it's just the concept of trends is just us as a collective consciousness catching on to something and that has its own process in its own life the concept of of a trend right but this this particular trend is a complete change of how we exist Ooh, that's a good it's, one whenever it is that you start to adopt it is when you're on that wave that's your wave catch the wave mm-hmm to catch the wave too early you're gonna choke (laughs) (laughs) write that down everyone get out your pen and paper i would say go and be the best then if that's what you feel like is gonna feed you and when inevitably your masculinity hits a wall because it will you'll have people who came before you to help you you'll have things like this to listen to you'll have videos to watch you'll have things to read you'll have you know you'll have it so uh, it's really about not comparing your journey um, because at the end of the day where are you in in unpacking all of the reasons why you didn't feel worthy 
you know, mm-hmm. you just starting to think about it, or you could have been one of those people in quarantine who would really hit them, which I think it hit a lot of people in 2020. So we all sort of got on TikTok and social media out of boredom, but also out of like sheer need to connect with what we were going through internally. So you could, you could be anywhere on the wave, but you got to start there with where you are in unpacking that trauma. Yeah. And, you know, you talk a lot about the feminine journey, educate and use the examples. Do you tend to see a lot of people thinking that the feminine journey is just about bubble baths and face masks and journaling? I can appreciate the effort in people trying to persuade others to soften. But it's really all material. And, you know, in a recent video, literally, that I just put out last night, I was talking about this over hyper aesthetic culture. And you have to understand your energy centers and where it comes from. And that's about your self image, that's about the context of what you think it means to be soft. And A lot of that comes from your masculine conditioning and your masculine areas. So do I like face masks? Absolutely. Have (laughs) I got several massages over the course of my journey? I'm, I'm always here for a professional massage, but the truth of the journey is that it's a lot darker and I don't, (laughs) I don't say that to frighten anyone, but it's a lot quieter. It's a lot slower. There are valleys you're going to go to. And that's the point so that you can come up a different way where you're not being critical of yourself anymore. You're not allowing like negative thought patterns, limiting beliefs to be what guide you. And you have an inner guidance that is leading from a loving place. Because when we talk about duality, masculine, feminine, up, down, right, left, we're talking about the difference between love and fear. So. When you're living in your masculine, you're back in that survival mode that we were talking about earlier. You're just afraid that you're not going to survive. Point taken. Makes sense. sense. (laughs) So, So we weren't just given that to live by. We have a whole other side of our humanity, of our soul that can help us, you know, as as a collective. And for us, we don't feel like we were a part of that, but really we were all part of it. We've just chosen not to. We've allowed masculine to bulldoze our experience. Yeah. And I mean, this is like everyone who's listening right now, this is major stuff. I hope you're taking notes because a lot of people are really quick to make the feminine journey just rainbows and sunshine and all the all the fun, fluffy stuff. And it, it it's a little scary. As someone who understands the emotional nature, I am a Piscean woman. I am an emotional authority. I yeah. do not feel good when I'm rigid. I love being soft. But learning to feel like you're allowed to be and not be in that resistance because the house is going to burn down and you're going to lose it all immediately and everything's going to go away. So, you I think- know, I, I think also I always say just know that the only person who 
has to give you permission is yourself. Like you're only giving yourself permission to be soft within yourself. So perhaps it's about releasing the the concept that anyone else has to be a part of that. And you know, what's interesting is the best way to know if you can do the work for you is you if you can not post about it. Ever seen that energy of a person? We're gonna we're, we're gonna let's we're here play. to trigger some people. Let's do it. <laughs> so let's let's play a game. Can you spot the toxic masculine energy? Have you ever seen an energy of a person who uh, immediately when they try something new, they have to post about it? Immediately. I have seen that, yes. <laughs> well, you've spotted the toxic masculine who needs so much external validation that they're trying and that it's enough. That they need people to see this one activity that they're doing that, oh, I went to the gym, so I'm going to take a picture of it. Or, oh, I'm starting this new diet or I'm doing whatever it, whatever it is that you're trying to use to figure out who you are. And you have to immediately share that. You need other people to confirm for you that you're doing a good job. And when you feel that reflex to do that, that's the perfect time to ask yourself, what am I not able to give myself in this moment that I'm trying to get from other people? And why do I feel like I need to share it immediately? Because nine times out of 10, whatever it is that you're doing, you're not, you haven't even gotten to the place where you care about it on an emotional level yet. Wow, there it is. Mm -hmm. And you're just putting it out there so that other people can give you a reason to keep to keep going or to keep doing it or to get that validation. But when it emotionally matters to you and you're like, I do want to change my health. I want to get up and I want to exercise. You just start doing it. And then you'll be that person where you pop up and people are like, wow, you look great. But you know that you've been in the gym. Mm -hmm. Oh, you just didn't need that external masculine energy. And the masculine also doesn't have to behave that way, but we can't worry about them right now. <laughs> so we just have to save ourselves at this point. Oh my gosh. That, that is so, that's so true. And, and I think that like a lot of people, especially on Instagram, are very much in that curated, here is my, character here especially if you have an online presence or you're a creator or you're trying to do something in this world it can feel like there is so much noise and look at me and look at this and I'm the first and I'm the best everyone's fighting for their spot at the table which is that inherent masculine but I've I've always found that when I do not make announcements or when I do not make declarative statements when I do my dues in private and then show up yeah. that feels way more authentic and you preserve the best parts of that energy for yourself so that you can use it that's what people don't realize we give our energy away way too flippantly that's another mm -hmm. you know big what's important to me and for my audience is to be mindful of the way we're draining our energy on the people and the things around us that are used to seeking outside of themselves to recharge. And it usually, you know, when you said the person that comes to you is usually a girl who was overlooked or, yeah, um, you know, the geek or whatever, 
introverts already sort of have an upper hand in the game of of mastering your femininity because we don't recharge externally, drink, constantly be around people. And that's a part of us having an inherent connection to our intuitive world and our our energetic body, if you will. So that's another, if you're wondering, dominant or feminine dominant, that's another one that you can look at is if you've been more introverted versus extroverted, right? Because it's just polarities. It's just on one side of the pole and then the other one. It's yin and yang. So, Oh my gosh, this is so brilliant. I, I actually have never thought about that. Thank you. When I was, when I was a kid, I was very much the quirky weirdo, but I was very socially chatty, but I would rather stay inside at recess and hang out with the teacher. Very, very strange girl, but that allowed me to observe and watch people. <laughs> yeah, because I just, you know, it's, it's interesting. And I think that a lot of women tend to get their validation coins through being a doormat, people-pleasing, going the extra mile. But then sometimes that bleeds into the overexertion, masculine, I'm going to nail the floor down and get things done. And so the swing of the polarity, I find, can be sometimes the hardest to really dial in. Do you find that? You know, yeah. Like I, I also think that it's more about not realizing that you're you're feeding into the game when you are constantly pouring into someone else and pouring into a masculine or the masculine energy around you, like your job or just the, you know, the pursuit of having to make money or a masculine that you're attached to and you're pouring and you're not getting anything in return. You're doing exactly what the entire toxic society like landscape has been priming you to do that's what they want you to do the masculine can't disconnect if you don't sacrifice you know if the feminine doesn't sacrifice the masculine cannot benefit by disconnecting and by only taking you know so if you want the masculine to step up you have to retract and and then deal with the issue of guilt that you may feel because you've chosen to pull your energy back and sort of maybe battling with whether you feel like you deserve to do that or not. And understanding that like feminine energy has just been over. Uh, We've just been eaten up by so many parasites. We absolutely deserve to keep it off ourselves for an indefinite period of time. And it starts to look better and feel better around here. And we we don't have to worry about when that's going to be. We just have to worry about whether or not we're doing that for ourselves because it's really been a really long time in this heavy energy. Everyone's tired. You know, if you, you know, you found me on TikTok, I, I'm on TikTok. Everyone is tired and no one knows what to do. And that's really what I hope to achieve is just helping people figure out for themselves what to do to make it so you're not so tired in your human life and for us a lot of times it's through our relationships and romantic relationships Mm -hmm. uh, in particular because 
that's usually the baseline area where people's hearts get invested and your heart is your gateway to your feminine energy, right? So, Mm -hmm. yes. Oh my gosh. And I'm so glad you mentioned that because what's really been interesting as someone who has been in the relationship sector for years and years and years, and I've seen patterns and I've seen things change and whether people want to admit it or not, the biggest issue I've seen since COVID is one, people have gotten so used to their own isolation that they've forgotten how to connect, but yet it's the thing they want the most, more than ever. More than ever are people in my space that I've seen wrestling with the fact that they are so tired and rebuffed and over it. No one knows how to talk anymore. These, you know, every, everyone's shit. This is garbage with the, but all I want is to be seen, heard, and understood and safe. Yeah, honestly, that's something that I personally struggle with. But I also struggle with the fact that I like my me time so much mm-hmm. and that I don't really have like, sure, I have a desire to see more things on this planet, do more things. But I think that sometimes we're being a little bit hard on ourselves because those of us who are working to sort of purify our energy, we're a small group. <laughs> when you think about the sheer number of people that are on, I mean, there are billions and billions and billions and billions. Of, think about how many times we've duplicated. When you mm-hmm. think about seeing you, so I'm going to take you on a journey now. I'm, Let's I'm do it. Screen. Let's go. Uh, when, when you think about angel, the concept of angel numbers and seeing repeating numbers in your environment and seeing synchronicities, it's because everything around us is numbers because all we've done is multiply over and over and over and over. We're just a consciousness that has multiplied over and over and over again. So when you think about the amount of people who are waking up to that experience, We're a small group. There are that many of us just yet. And in order for there to be more of us, we kind of have to hold that energetic frequency. So that kind of comes with a form of physical isolation to a degree. And I don't think it's unhealthy. I think we've been indoctrinated to believe that being alone is somehow unhealthy. Like think about any movie you've seen where there's a creepy guy or a creepy character and their their main you know, things that they're always alone. I'm thinking about my favorite mm. movie, Now and Then. You remember Now and Then? Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. That's yes. probably one of my favorite movies growing up. And, you know, the one guy in the town that was so creepy who rode the bike. Yeah. But he really, that's, he was, he was healing. He was healing from the trauma of losing his family and everyone decided who he was because he kept to himself. That was, when now in my adult in my in my feminine dominant mind <laughs> i can see how everybody was projecting onto him how they felt about what happened in his life the fact that he wasn't home when his family was was you know slain by people who were robbing the house i guess what it was because he had a drinking problem and he was at the bar like and, and, and this is yes. like a last case of someone who has a trauma they have to unpack that. But he had to go to the desert. He had to go alone. To he took have a sabbatical. The, 
yeah, he needed the privacy to deal with that. And then once coming into some level of peace within himself, he didn't have a desire to re-enter and then explain his entire journey to people who just aren't there yet and who just oh. didn't have the capacity to understand it. Oh my God, no, listen, here's, <laughs> here's the watch. thing. I, listen, I have watched that movie. Like, thank you for this moment. I am a mixture of Chrissy and Tina through okay. and through. Had to know who you were too. <laughs> yes. We all know which I one we were. Their names. Well, okay, so which one was Christina Ricci? Roberta. Berta. Okay. She taped yeah, her yeah. boobs down and Devin yeah. saw <laughs> liked her. Oh my God. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. perfect because that guy. When he ended up saving the girls at the end, if y'all haven't seen it, go watch it, go get it, you'll find it. He ends up saving them. They, they went to like the cemetery and it was raining and someone fell in a drain. And, <laughs> and then he comes along on his bike and he's not such a bad guy after all. So that was the perfect example. I love it. He never, he was just a hermit, right? He was, mm-hmm. and he was just, healing and I think some of us just need that time and we'll reemerge and connect with people when it aligns and at the end of the day like I don't want anybody messing with the peace that I've established at this point because I do feel a lot of peace now that I've gotten to the place where I am currently in my feminine journey I feel like I still have a lot of more places to go I definitely experience peace a lot of the time but I do spend a lot of time with just myself but if I didn't then you wouldn't get the videos that you get so you have to sort of get the good not so labeled as good I guess well I'm I'm a hermit myself I love 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 alone time in fact it's a non-negotiable requirement and I'm very lucky that I'm married to a man that is also like that so Mm. we have the type of relationship where we can, you know, let's eat dinner together, but then I'm going to go upstairs and watch my show and read my book. And you can go downstairs and play your game or watch your movie because we've seen each other. We've connected. Hi, bye. But then we need to regenerate. So it is possible. But relationships, you know, I wish we had the time to go into the whole shebang about what the hell has happened. But I mean, honestly, that might ha- I might need to have you back for a part two. Let listeners decide then. Yeah, you guys decide. You let hear- us know. Because quite frankly, the what I've really seen in terms of relationship aspects is a lot of women want to be in their feminine, but feel like they have to be in their masculine like we talked about earlier. And how, for example... The in the in the marriage space in the marriage space the biggest issue right now is the women are doing everything, and the man that works outside of the house comes home and doesn't feel like he needs to do anything because he works outside of the house, she works inside of the house, forgetting that when you work inside of the house it's a twenty four seven job versus leaving for eight hours. So what ends up happening? Are these, and you've seen it all over TikTok, the, you know, insufferable, annoyed, angry moms who like hate their husbands because they do everything. And then the, you know, the, the doofus husbands who are, <laughs> are annoyed with their nagging wives and everyone's joking. 
but underneath they're miserable and there's no pleasure and there's no fun. And so my question to you is really like, how, how would, how would someone who recognizes like, okay, I'm not, my energy's janked. My chakras are messed. Where do I even, where do I begin on my, my feminine journey? Well, I could recommend a lot of different things. And I will say this before, before I give them all of that, you'll definitely have to have me back on because we'll have to talk about whether some of these relationships are karmic or flames. (laughs) We'll have to get that. We didn't even scratch the surface of what's really going on here. But if anyone was super interested in getting to know themselves, they would have to start with really understanding the makeup of who they are. And so I created a journal. It's called My Feminine Journal that kind of introduces people to what chakras are your astrology, synchronicities, numerology, so that you can start to understand the language, the spiritual language of, you know, the global collective and then of your personal life. So people can look for my feminine journal on Amazon or on my website at officialchanes.com. And then I would also definitely suggest listening and getting into the real feminine content on social media platforms. There are a lot of great people out there that actually are talking about their feminine journey, their the depths of their relationships. You can follow me at Official Chinez on TikTok um, and on Instagram. I also have a YouTube channel at Channeling Chinez where I do tarot readings. I do tarot readings. That's another thing that we did together. We've oh. done a lot together. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I I also do tarot readings on celebrities or personal readings. Um, but definitely start getting to know yourself. Know your natal chart. Know your big three. When somebody asks you what your big three are, don't write it off. You know, your astrology is a huge, it's a core part of who you are. It could answer so many questions about your purpose and where you've come from, even your past lives. So Definitely check out my feminine journal on Amazon or on my website. Check me out on social media, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. And find some quality feminines to really invest in. Yeah, it's it's so true. And for everyone who's listening, you guys know how hard it is to impress me. I say that all the time. Good. My Virgo, my Virgo <laughs> moon, I'm telling you, my big three, Pisces, Sun, Virgo, Moon, Leo, Rising. And, you know, we really didn't even scratch the surface today. There is so much more. And I think that what the the best part about our chat today is that you dropped for these listeners. Like, this is an episode where you guys are going to need to replay it again. You're going to have to listen to it a couple times, get your notebook out. There are so many fantastic ways because really, I'm all about the concept of We are energetic beings with a human vehicle. This is a wild game. And we get to meet people that bring us forward and call us into question. And ideally, my idealism is that we we raise this awareness so that we we can enjoy this earth school a little bit more because it's not easy, especially right now. So managing your energy and really learning into do I respond with emotion? Do I respond with logic? 
Am I surrounded by people that drain my energy or support it? Do I even know how to identify my own self? These are really powerful questions. And I'm, I'm so grateful that you were able to share your wisdom. It's, it's very genius and so, so powerful. Oh, thank you so much. I had a great time. Everyone who's listening, I'm going to be putting Shinez's info in the show notes. You can also listen back to when she mentions her feminine journal and all of her links will be in the bottom. I'm so glad everyone came through today. This is a gift and an honor. Listeners, thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. All right, lovebirds, there you have it. I hope that you thoroughly enjoyed that little pocket of time we spent together. It means the world to me. If this episode landed, if you felt like you got some mic drops, I'd love to know in the comments. Feel free to leave a five-star review as well. That always feels good. And if you know anyone who would benefit from listening to this, send her my way. Today's episode was so good, and I'll see you next time. I'm living that high.